0: What is up everybody? Back again another amazing episode coming your way. I'm very excited for this one. We are previewing the week ahead. Um pretty excited for this cuz there's a bunch of fun games that I've kind of talked about throughout the week um that I want everybody to I want you all to know and listen to and watch on Saturday. Um, Basically, what I'm saying is this Saturday is going to be nuts, and I'm very excited for it. Before we dive into that, real quick, just want to say this is the fan section um, brought to you for fans by fans across the college landscape from section 100 to section 300, bleachers to the sweets. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Alan. Tyson is out for the week. It's two dudes talking college, dropping knowledge. Before we start, want to take the time to ask you to like, subscribe, leave us a five star review promise to read it on air also to go over to our twitter handle at the fan section and if you want to get in the mailbag send us your questions at the fan section one at gmail.com like i said this week is gonna be absolutely fucking nuts and i'm very excited for it and i can't wait to talk about it because this sets up a great so when picasso started painting his stuff right did he start like he didn't just like throw up and it was there no 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 he slowly took time. He picked the paints. He picked the the, the outline. He picked what he was going to create, right? He landscaped it. He outlined it. That's what's happening this week, the outline. And this, this week, there's one game in particular that sets up this – that sets up what potentially could be the entire portrait, right? And that game is Iowa versus Penn State. You have a three versus four. You have two teams – that don't like each other so I, I think i actually think it's a rivalry game um and the fact that this is potentially a playoff game so we have a playoff game week six that's awesome um very excited for that game the loser of that game is pretty much out their season is i, I want to say their season's not over but big tens on the line the playoffs are on the line and the potentially national title is on the line so yes there's a lot at stake Um, And you just hope that Penn State doesn't have all these stupid distractions with their head coach potentially going to USC um, that is distracting that as a team, right? And that's why I'm picking Iowa because I think there's too many distractions for Penn State to really consider to be, you know, to, to win this game. I don't see how... Iowa loses this game. Um, also, it's at Iowa, so realistically, there should be no excuse why it doesn't win this game. It's a 2 p.m. on Fox um, in Iowa City, Iowa. Penn State has to make the. It's not really that long of a journey. It's just down a little bit, um, so you know, travel time isn't isn't considered a factor in this. Um, but I'm very excited for this game. Um, like I said, there's a couple of the games on the slate that I do want to highlight um, real quick. That after the Amazing win by Cincinnati against, uh, and I talked about this on the last episode, Cincinnati doesn't have a very favorable schedule to continue to stay in the playoff if, once they're in because they're ranked at five. Um, like it or not, when Penn State or Iowa take the loss, Cincinnati's going to jump up to four. Um, unless unless the committee, or unless, because I think that's when the committee ranks it. Unless the committee's like, Oklahoma's at four, which would be a huge slap in the face to Cincinnati and their fans. And if I was to say, I'd be pissed. But I don't think they're going to do that, even though, because, but if Oklahoma does beat Texas, which is at 10 a.m., and they're in the Cotton Bowl down in Dallas, Texas, so Oklahoma has to travel. Um, look for Oklahoma to jump Cincinnati at four or potentially three. Actually, I don't think they'll be at three because the winner of the Iowa Penn State game will be at three. The, the loser will be out of the top ten. Um, so, yeah, Oklahoma could potentially jump Cincinnati, and that is something to keep an eye on if Oklahoma beats Texas. Um, and I'm not talking like like by four by late field goal. If Oklahoma beats Texas, I'm talking like by ten or, or seventeen. Then yes, they're gonna go up to four. Do they deserve to be four at that point? No, no, they do not. Um, I still think they're one of the weakest teams in uh, the, one of the weakest undefeated teams. Also, uh, Michigan State continue could potentially continue their undefeated run. They play Rutgers, um, and then we have Arkansas versus Ole Miss. Both teams just took two really tough losses last week. My dogs put it on Arkansas, shut them out. 10 a.m. on ESPN. They're down at Ole Miss. Ole Miss has a lot to prove. Ole Miss wants to get back on the conversation of being one of those top SEC teams. So does Arkansas. I highlighted Arkansas all year or all season. I think that they're a very solid team. So that's going to be a very exciting game. And then uh, Clean Old Fashioned Hate on 1.30 p.m. at CBS. Um, that's at... Jordan-Harris Stadium. So my dogs have to travel to Auburn. And this is a rivalry game, make no mistake. This is a potential upset game. Um, hate saying that. But Auburn is very much improved. I don't see Auburn beating Georgia because of their defense. Um, but if JT Daniels is unable to go, I don't think you're going to see much of the same game plan, which is line it up and run every other play and have and Bennett throw 11 or 12 times. You know what I mean? No, Bennett's going to have to throw probably 12 – way more than 12 he's gonna probably have to throw 15 and 20 times for them to get the win um unless zamir white has another big day but the the really concerning part for me is georgia has yet to have a 100 yard rushing back they haven't had one player rush for over 100 yards individually as a team they've ran for over 100 yards that is very concerning to me that one player hasn't been like i mean i get it it's 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 rbu it's running back by committee Um, so if, if one of them, if we all have a hundred yards, no, you don't all have a hundred yards. You know what I mean? Like you have 50 or you have 30 or you have 60. I want to see that player break out. Like Zemir White's supposed to be that guy. And he is a tank. Like he's a load to bring down. But the problem is he's not getting in as much rhythm as I'd like him to get. And I really kind of want to see that committee kind of stop. You know what I mean? In the sense of I want to see them kind of stick with maybe one or two backs and say the others. And I honestly think James cook should be the guy I really do like Samir White as a change or as a, as a power back bringing cook as a change of pace back. Um, but Georgia goes to Auburn. Um, I'm not seeing Georgia losing that game based on what, and this is based on what I saw them do to Arkansas. Um, their defenses aren't at all the same, but they have similar style playmakers on that defense side of the ball for Auburn. But Bo Nix is very improved um so keep an eye on that if he's able to have a bonix type day that he's been able to do you know that georgia secondary is it's it's no secret but they're not as talented as they have been in the past so they're very very um weak in that sense another game to keep an eye on for malik willis uh liberty um they're over on espn 3 at 1 p.m middle tennessee is who they take on also smu versus navy and wake forest undefeated still in the acc takes goes to syracuse um that I Syracuse isn't a bad team this year, so that's a very good game. That's a good test game for Wake Forest. Is Wake Forest for real in the ACC? We're about to find out when they go to Syracuse. Um, and then, obviously, San Jose State, Colorado State. Um, San Jose State should roll them. Let's see, moving down the list here. We have uh, Tyson's Roadrunners are going to West, Western Kentucky at 5 p.m. Um, and then the, the game that I kind of want to keep an eye on would be uh undefeated wyoming against air force i think that that'll be a really really cool game um both teams have a lot of talent both teams air force only runs you know time of possession wyoming throw the ball so they don't really use the time of possession so i think the i think air force has a chance to kind of knock off wyoming as one of the last undefeated teams um in the the nation also michigan is going to nebraska and I've highlighted Michigan before on this podcast. And real quick, I think that Michigan is a team. It's the most complete team outside of the Bama, Georgia. It's, it's the most complete team. What they were able to do against Wisconsin, and those boys are big, it, they, were, they just had their way. Every single moment, it was never not in Michigan's favor uh, last week. And I think that's great um, for Michigan because they're finally buying into that culture. Uh, Notre Dame looks to have a bounce back game against Virginia Tech Uh, and then we have this game. I'm actually really looking forward to LSU versus Kentucky so all week we've heard Kentucky is for real Um, But Kentucky just had a very emotional win against Florida and Florida shot themselves in the foot Florida lost that game I don't think it was Kentucky beat Florida I think it was Florida beat Florida in the sense of and I'm not trying to be disrespectful of Kentucky But at the same time, you have to kind of take the blinders off and realize that Florida didn't have a Florida offensive game, right? Emory Jones is not the guy. They need to move on to Richardson. I really hope they don't do it until after they play Georgia, because I want Georgia to slaughter Florida. But having said all that, I I, I just don't understand what Mullen sees in Emory Jones. I don't think he's very good. I don't think he, he I tell people all year. He's not that good, man, and he's proved it. He he's just not the guy. Um, can Kentucky fight the emotions and not look ahead to next week when they play Georgia and get away with this win? They're hosting LSU, right? Um, so it's at Kentucky and it's at 5:30. That'll be on the SEC network. But my my big question is: Can Kentucky show they're for real? And I don't I don't know because they go to Georgia to play them the next week. So it's like one of those things where, you, as a player, you try to tune that stuff out, but you know the rankings. You know the standings. You know the teams you have to beat, and you know who's ahead of you, and you hear what the media says. And I'm not trying to be that other media that says, oh, Kentucky isn't for real. I just don't know if they're – I think I think they're more along the lines of the pretenders versus the contenders. And it's no disrespect to them. They're a great program, and they've really turned it around this year. Stoops has that team rolling, which is awesome. But I just – and I know LSU is down. And I'm not saying that this is going to be a a 100% LSU win. No, no. I just think that because of Kentucky playing a very emotional, very tough game, they host another team that's – Actually, I mean, LSU, it's LSU. They're not bad. They do play for Ed O. They really do. They get up for him. They love him. They don't want him to lose his job. This is a game that if they want him to keep his job, it's kind of a must win for that. So there's a lot of things that are going against Kentucky, I think, this week. And I just think that that's the biggest trap game on the schedule. Alabama goes to Texas A&M. A&M has been down. They just lost last week in Mississippi State. Um, and I was saying all year, I think they're a little bit overrated. I don't believe the third best team in the country based on what I saw them do at Colorado. Um, and Alabama, honestly, after what they did to Ole Miss, should roll them by thirty. I mean, let's be honest, Texas A&M is Caldazo is he's struggling. Um, and then you have Georgia State at UL Monroe, and then you have a pretty interesting night game. That's finally it's it's 6 p.m. our time, which is Mountain Standard Time, so it's finally like in prime time television, so people can actually watch these two teams play. Because them being on the West Coast, they don't get a chance, a lot of people to watch them, but Utah goes to USC, and USC is kind of on the rise again in that Pac-12, and I think they're a team to watch, especially after Oregon took that loss. I think Oregon is still kind of the favorite, but I think USC is a team to watch, um, and after they play USC, or after sorry, after they play Utah, they go to Notre Dame, so they have two tough games kind of back-to-back, and... Going to South Bend, it's going to be really tough. But if they're able to pull this game off at home under the lights, they have another night game, but they do travel pretty far, Um, you just wonder maybe they're they're trending in the right direction. I mean, the loss to Stanford didn't help them. The loss to Oregon State didn't help them. But had this team been undefeated going into Notre Dame, that's two top 15 ranked teams. I think USC would be ranked in the top 10 at that point. Um, But the Pac-12 is not out of reach for them. And at the end of the year, their very last game. Keep an eye on this because BYU keeps trending upward like they have been. They're going to be ranked in the top ten where they're at, and they play USC at the very game, at the very last, uh, very last game on eleven twenty seven. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, moving forward, New Mexico at San Diego State. San Diego State should roll them. Um, and then we have uh, New Mexico State against Nevada. And Carson Strong is is kind of struggling a little bit. Like he he's still putting up numbers. Um, Based on, but, you know, against Boise State, he threw for two hundred and sixty yards and only one touchdown. And I say only one touchdown because that's not a typical Carson Strong performance that we're used to seeing. We're used to seeing him put up, you know, three, four TDs without without even blinking. He only has 1,200 yards on the year, uh, but his completion rate is at 67%. So he's, but his, his, his interceptions are down. He's only got two, but his TD, you want to see his touchdowns increase. And with... No one really running the ball. Carson Strong has no excuse why he's not throwing, why he's not at 1,800, maybe even at this point in the season, you know, pushing the 2,000 yard mark. He, especially with his completions being up, you know what I mean? And he's average, but his average is down. So he's dinking and dunking a lot and taking what, which is what you like to see, taking what the off or the defense is giving him. But, I want to see him have that explosive game. I really do. I think that he is honestly one explosive game away from being back in the conversation for Heisman again, Um, especially because I, I still don't understand the hype around Spencer Rattler. I think that it, that it's overhyped. And he shouldn't, he shouldn't deserve the Heisman. He shouldn't deserve to be talked about unless, and this is a big, unless he is able to, put all of that behind Spencer Rattler is a very talented player I'm not saying he's not talented I'm saying that I think in the sense of the Heisman and where the media and everybody projected him as as potentially the number one quarterback in this class he should be doing double what he's doing now he should be owning teams and he's not but if he goes into Texas and he puts up 30 or 40 points on him and he throws for 300 yards and four TDs, then absolutely put him back in the Heisman conversation because he deserves it. Because Texas is a very, very good team. And Bijan Robinson has that offense rolling. And I think that if he's able to do that, but I'm not expecting him to do that. I'm expecting Oklahoma to go in there and do prototypical Oklahoma. They can't run the ball. They really can't get a rhythm. They can't get Rattler in rhythm. They, they don't put him out. They don't put him outside of the pocket. They rely on him to stay in the pocket. And do too much. I just don't see that. I just don't see a way that Oklahoma wins this game. Um, which is unfortunate if you're an Oklahoma fan, because you know this. You had a lot of a lot of hype coming into this year, um, but really, realistically, those are the 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 big game that'll set up. Like I said, Picasso is doing his outline right now. The college committee is doing their outline right now, and the team to kind of watch. Uh, obviously, the game to watch is for sure. Penn State, Iowa, um, and then a couple other games, potential trap games like I kind of already hinted at, would definitely be the Kentucky LSU game, and then don't count out the Nevada. You want to see a big game from Carson Strong from Nevada. But once again, this is the fan section preview of Week Six. My name is Alan, and thank you so much. I'm out of here. It's been an absolute pleasure. Hope you guys have a really good Saturday hope you guys have a really good weekend as well stay safe